cellar dwellers got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Cellar dwellers got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Dweller Talk with the freaker from your speaker, Go Go McSprinkles. Well, hello, my lovely dwellers. Welcome to another episode of Dweller Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things Keller Williams and his music. I'm hoping that in 2022, I can keep this podcast moving on a regular basis. I know it's been kind of shoddy the last couple months. I've been struggling to get interviews scheduled and been a lot harder than I thought it would be. So I'm going to start a push here after the new year, kind of see if I can keep myself moving. Um, I got a, a really awesome Christmas present from my husband. I got a portable microphone basically like reporters use. So <laughs> I'm going to get that out and play with it and hopefully, you know, take it with me every time I go to a show and I can do an interview like right on the spot, like at the show. So we'll see how that works. So hopefully good things for 2022. Anyway, um, here's today's episode. Um, Earl and I had a really nice long chat and it got a little long winded. So I tried to edit it down to be a reasonable listen without being too long. So please enjoy. Okay, go, go. Let's go, go. <laughs> nice. All right. So Haley Jane says it best. I'll share up all my secrets. If it means someone out there who needs it won't feel so alone. I like that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty good quote. I like that. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I'm here with the one and only, you guys ready to learn how to say his name? It's, <laughs> it's, Earl Fadgen, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Like fad and the drink. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's how you explained it to me, and I was like, "That makes sense. It's stuck." So Fadgen. Keller used to say what? Fadgen. 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 Earl Fadgen. Earl Fadgen. Earl Fadgen. Yeah, and sometimes he'd even say something else. He'd say it twice. There's well, because it's a Fajin or Fagin. Yeah. I've heard like a million versions of it. It's like because it's a, it's G E N, so nobody thinks G I N because it doesn't. It's not spelled G I N. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. But now we know. We know the truth. It's Fadgin. Yep. So, Mister Fadgin. <laughs> besides Keller and jamming to his music and going to his shows. What do you do for hobbies? What's your fun stuff? Uh, my, my fun stuff is going to shows. I mean, that is my life. I mean, it's like I've been going to shows for, geez, what is it? Uh, let's see. Let me, let me, let me do the math. <laughs> this <laughs> might take a moment. <laughs> 41 years. Wow. No way. No, that would make me 60. No, no, that makes me 57, doesn't it? Uh, so we started what? at 16. If you started at 16 plus 41 years, oh my that's God. 57. You want me to that's 57. That's yeah. 57. Yeah, that's what I am. Oh. So, yeah, uh, 16, wow. was, 16 was my first show. Wow. Marley at the Pinecrest, Shelton, Connecticut. Oh, man. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> So how did like at 16 years old, who did you go with? Like, did someone introduce this world? Yeah, I, I, I hung out with older people in those days and uh, like mostly deadheads that I just kind of got introduced to by other mm-hmm. people. And it was just like one day he like shows up and he's like, dude, I've got tickets to see Marley. And I'm like, what? Marley? Like, you know, he's like, come on, we're going. Don't tell your folks. Let's let's just get in the car. Because oh he, like, he was like 18 and I was like, you know, just <laughs> kid, you know, 15. And I'm 
just like, okay, I know I've, I know his music. Sure, why not? <laughs> Let's wow. do this thing. That's crazy. I can't imagine. So that kind of opened the door for you? Well, that was my first experience with like being part of the live music scene. And it's like never left my life since. I mean, okay, I walked away from it for a while when when Jerry and Brent died. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just, it was a crushing blow. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you didn't, I didn't want anything to do with music anymore. I was just like, oh, it's wow. all just pain, you know? And I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. Wow. I did take a big break. Holy cow. I never thought about how detrimental that would be. Like, I never, how do I say this without sounding like a jerk? I never got into them. So I didn't have a connection with them. So their death was more like just information. It didn't affect me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's not, Hey, not everything is for everybody. I love to say that because it's like, (laughs) that's the truth. You got to realize that not everything is for everybody. I mean, I got a friend of mine who says that the three best working jam bands, you know, today, in his opinion, in order, fish, string cheese incident, and the Disco Biscuits. Now, as much as I love the Disco Biscuits, and and they, they you know, they're close to me, you know, from the, where where I'm at in PA, I've never honestly stayed through two sets at any one of their shows I've seen. Wow. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's, it's I enjoy them, but it's like, mm-hmm. there's just something there that isn't quite there for me. Yeah. And I think too, part of it is that like, I think part of their fan base is a little too hardcore for me in the sense that like, I see people getting wheeled out of there in oh my god <laughs> wheelchairs on like you know on hospital carts and th- that kind of thing and it's just like really partying is fine it's great but it's like i'd like to remember the set when i wake <laughs> up the next day not wake up in a hospital thank you very much holy shit i had a migraine in the middle of a keller show one time i thought i was gonna die i'm like well if i'm gonna <laughs> die i better do it right here on this dance floor right in front of keller and i thought this is how i'm going down it's happening that, that was- that's okay oh. in, in, in terms of dying at a show i was at a dmb show with a friend of mine and his wife mm-hmm. and it was a hot day and i was there with one like a girlfriend of mine not girlfriend girlfriend but you know yeah. girl who was a friend i i love to you know i love to bounce around well this was before i was on the cane you know before mm-hmm. i was walking with a cane so it's like i bounced around and danced a whole lot more in those days <laughs> and we were at hershey park and i was dancing up and down bouncing around and there was sweat pouring down me and she's like "Earl, you've got to calm down you've got to sit down you've got to relax you're gonna die you're gonna have a heart attack <laughs> and, and, he, and, he, and my buddy just goes look if Earl drops dead at a show that's the way he's gonna be most happy that he went you know <laughs> Exactly. He, he's no regrets. He'll just be like, yeah, woohoo, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of perfect, really, when you think about it. <laughs> For me, yeah, definitely. All right, so let's talk about how you first found Keller. So you went to Marley and started getting into the live music scene. Mm-hmm. Did the dead come next and then Keller? Oh, yeah, dead, dead was definitely up the top. There was a point in my life where, I mean, dead did lots of cover tunes, but I was so young dumb and stupid at the, at the, in those days that like i would hear that i would hear them play it and i was just like oh it's a dead tune you know it's just like no dummy and it's like i actually met a person peter catanio who eventually became one of my business partners in one of the first companies i opened he had this huge vinyl collection and he was like dude you think that's a dead tune he's like he's just like flipped through the vinyl and he's like look see that's a gospel tune they like it's been around forever it's like it's like you've got to open your mind you've got to like realize that the dead are not everything that they've had their influences and there's so much other music out there like open your mind open your eyes open your ears you know 
Holy shit. Wow. And I, he taught me like so much about like music and like got, in, got me to start to play guitar and like make my own music. I mean, I was never really good at it, but you know. <laughs> but that's, that's not the point. The point is to enjoy making it, right? More just to like realize that like what you think you're hearing isn't just all there is. It's like yeah. you can't be so consumed and put your blinders on and just see this one focus of the world. It's like, don't be, what is it? My, myoscopic? something yeah. like that maybe i don't have that word right myopic i think that's yeah, that, myopic. Yeah. it's like you you need to like really like look to the left and to the right check your peripheral vision there's more things out yeah. there wow well that's kind of how i sometimes worry that i seem about keller it's like i'm such a purist with his music every other kind of music is kind of boring and it's like i'd rather listen to just keller and it's like maybe i need to start expanding outwards more to appreciate different well he he's he's turned me on to other things too because it's like oh. he's like been playing things where he's playing a cover of someone else and it's like of course i'm like well in in that same sense i i, I do the same thing with him it's like i know it's not his song but yet i have you, no idea who it was that did it originally i'm like yeah. well who, no that's a keller song you know yeah it's like, oh, sometimes though I like his version better than the original. Oh, perfect example would be Living La Vida Loca. Tell me, you can't tell me that his version of that isn't better. Definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one that comes to mind for me is Midnight Rider. And I know that kind of is like sacrilege. Like, that's a classic song. But <laughs> I, I prefer Keller's version. I don't know. There's nothing really special about it. It's just I feel it more. I got to keep from hiding. Before we get sidetracked. Yeah, which will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be the one to cause it. <laughs> probably. So I'll keep bringing it back. So do you remember the first time you heard Keller's music? Yes. Uh, you mean live or? Your first exposure to Keller. That would be live. Actually, that would be live. Oh, really? Because like I said, when I, when I walked away for a long time, this is the story I've told before. When I walked away, I just like didn't want anything to do with live music. I was just like, the, the music's dead, you know? Yeah. And one night I was sitting home and I'm watching PBS and on comes Austin City Limit. And hmm. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that program. No, I'm not. Okay. It's, it's a live music program where they... They show different bands, you know, and one of the bands that happened to be on that particular show that I happened to tune into was the String Cheese Incident. Oh, 
And so I started listening, you know, and it started again, it started to like kind of bring me back from that coma I'd been in, you know, of like just being not part of the world, not part Mm. of the music world, not wanting anything to do with live music. And I was like listening and listening and I'm going, these guys are really good. It's like there, there really is like music out there that I really want to know about. I want to be part of. And it's like, I need to get back out on the road. I need to get, I need to go to shows. And I ended up going to, uh, I went to try and see them the last Lollapalooza tour that ever happened. I think like they were part of it and then the tour got canceled. And so so that didn't happen a year later, the big summer classic tour came around string cheese was part of the big summer classic tour and Keller was also part of it. And so I saw string cheese for the very first time on the big summer classic tour at festival pier Penn's landing. I think it was 2000. It must've been. Man. And then uh, he was part of that experience and I saw Keller and I was just like, oh my God, this guy, th- this guy is it. Well, I don't know, I've been told, never slow down, never grow, tired screwing up, tired going down, tired of myself, tired of this town, oh, 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 hell yeah, got to put on that part drift. And, you know, here we are 21 years later, and I've been following him and Lou around being a pain in the ass for both of them. <laughs> wow. wow, that's pretty awesome. That's a hell of a story. So after that moment, when you realized Which, you had that epiphany. Oh, yes. The Austin City Limits epiphany. Yeah, so, that one. So you started, did you start following him around like immediately? Like, was that your game plan? or? Oh, Keller? Started? Oh, yeah. Immedi- immediately I was on board. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, not to say that I haven't seen String Cheese again. You know, it's like I've seen them, you know, several times. But uh, K-Dub just became it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. So he kind of brought you out of your music. My funk. <laughs> got me out of the funk, got me back on the road, got me going to live shows again. Oh man, that's amazing. That's a hell of a story. Wow, I'm a little jealous. That's that's a beautiful story. I you, you write a movie about just that part of your story. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. We could maybe uh, maybe a half hour special or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Keller brings you out of this music funk. Mm-hmm. Um how far away were you traveling? And you said you live in PA. Mm-hmm. Where do you li- live in PA? Southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh. I I did live uh, the first. Well, when I first saw him, I was still living in uh, Philadelphia. But uh, now I'm, I, you know, well, I'm older. And, you know, when you get mm, once you're out of your 20s, basically, you kind of want to get out of Philly and move out to the burbs. I and bet, and yeah. well, the, the, wor- the worst of it now, like, this is sad there i lived in uh, not it's not center city i live in what's called university city and there was a convenience store that was held up by a man in a flak jacket with an automatic weapon (gasps) and he was shooting up the area and the girl i was with at the time said we're leaving the city and we're moving out near my mother (laughs) and you can come with me or you can stay here but (laughs) it's either you're with me and we can keep going or it's over it's over and you die yeah i was just (laughs) like yeah you know i think it's time to get out of the city because it's crazy here 
Oh my God. Wow. So, okay. So how far away from the Philly area did you travel to go see him? Oh, from the Philadelphia? Well, I, I think I probably mentioned that uh, 2018, I flew all the way to Vegas to see him. Wow. That's yeah. Well, because he, he was only doing so many shows with uh, Pettygrass. It was always cold, no sunshine. He did one in D.C. or Maryland. I, I forget. It, it was one or the other. But I, I had to work and I couldn't make that one. And I was thinking, I'm not, I'm going to totally miss Pettygrass 2018. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Or maybe it was 2019. Yeah, maybe it was 2019. Anyway, it all becomes kind of blurry. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was 2019 because it was all before everything fell apart. It it was one of those things where I wasn't sure whether I was going to catch Pettygrass or not. And then then a friend of mine like uh, who was going to Vegas to see fish that same weekend that he decided to play Vegas. I was just like, what are you telling me that Keller fish and disco biscuits are all going to be in Vegas on Saturday? It's like so I can go out on a Friday, hit up all three of those shows leave on a Sunday and still get back to to work on Monday. So it was like, (laughs) so that's what I did. It was just like, just blew out there and just did it all. It was like a, it was like the Blitzkrieg on Vegas. It was like (laughs) musical Blitzkrieg, you know? That's awesome. I love it. That sounds like so much fun. The the most fun of that was, I mean, well, most fun for me about it. I don't know whether Keller felt so great about it, but (laughs) uh, (laughs) He played the matinee show at Brooklyn Bowl, mm-hmm. and then Fish went on at MGM, and then late night was Disco Biscuits back at the Brooklyn Bowl. And so I'm standing by the door at the Brooklyn Bowl, late night show. Somebody's standing in front of me and says, hey, that guy behind you, isn't that Keller? Oh, and my so, God. <laughs> so, I, of course, me, you know, me being me, I just spin around and I see him. And I'm like... Keller! And of course, you know, it's Vegas. So I've been walking around drinking all day. So I just reach out my arm and grab him, like give him a big hug. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he was a good sport about it, you know? I'm sure he was, yeah. (laughs) I'm not, again, I'm not sure if that was the happiest point of his day, but it it made mine, you know? If if it made you happy, then it made him happy. (laughs) I think that's how he operates. Anything he does makes me happy. It's like, okay, personal statement. I have issues where I suffer with well, I have issues with depression and I have for a long time and I take medication for it. He has definitely been one of those things. He is very serious about his music in terms of how well he approaches it and how serious he is about making good music. He also has that humorous element to his personality where he doesn't take it so seriously. He's like, look, it's great that this is how I'm able to make my living, but it's it's just so silly that this is how I make my living. You know how you don't have any idea how much fun this is for me to be doing this. It's like every time I get up on stage, like it's, I think he said something like this. It's like every time I get up on stage, it's like I'm fooling all of you that making you think that I know what I'm doing. It's like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm having a blast. Just as, I'm having just as much fun as you are yeah and that mindset changes the way you listen to the music right it changes the feeling of the music and i'm like i appreciate that more than someone that you know plays like radio hits you know it's like 
Yeah, they're just trying to well, make money. That don't don't be such an artist that you're so consumed with like what you're doing that like oh you gotta take it really serious, man. You're like you don't understand. He means this and he means that, and it's like no. Most artists try and tell you that, that look, all I want to do is evoke a response in you. You know, it's like what I mean or what it meant to me isn't really relevant. It's like how does it touch impact your life? Yeah, I love that. I love that he's making music for us. He likes making it, but it's not he's not making it to listen to it later. He's making it for us to listen to. And it's like <laughs> that just I don't know, it opens your heart up and it makes the music feel more impactful. I absolutely adore it. It's crazy because like you watch him work and he's taking his his stuff very seriously, but at the same time he's having fun. It's like he doesn't take himself seriously, I think, but he takes the music seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just love, I love watching that just happen on stage. Oh my god, <laughs> magic! It is. It's like <laughs> a little bit. All right, sir. So switch gears into more of the current situation. So when COVID hit, you know, we all kind of hunkered down, headed for the cellar. <laughs> yes, yes. So did COVID impact your life a lot whenever it first happened? It still is affecting my life. I mean, well, I don't know where you're living at, but up here in PA, it's like the mask is back. I mean, it never left and it's coming back hardcore. Yeah. It's so, so when did you first hear about the seller? Things that he had posted. Mm-hmm. He, he he had put, put something up on his Facebook comment, you know, it was like, hey, you know, I'm doing this because of COVID. And I didn't get in at the very beginning. I thought when I when when I was thinking about like, how many shows did I do? And I was like thinking, geez, I think I did like, I don't know, I did like 60 of them. And it's just like, <laughs> I went and looked at my stage at account. And it was like, dude, you only did 49. Okay, don't, <laughs> don't get all braggadocious here, you know. But, but, but what I thought was really cool, but well, what I felt was kind of sad, but then also was kind of cool was 2020 was like going to be the first year in 20 years where I didn't get to see K-Dub live once. I think like, I mean, it's like, I'm not saying like that I get out to see him like, you know, five, 10 times a year. It's like, I mean, no, I've got a job. I've got a mortgage. I can't travel crazy amounts. So it's like, you know, if I, if I do two, three shows a year, that's, you know, that's what I try and get in, you know, but I was thinking 2020 is going to be the first year that I'm going to pull a zero. I'm going to get a zero, a goose egg, you know? And, and, and then they had those cellar dweller shows. And so I went to Lou, you know, uh, Mr. Hugo crazy and said, (laughs) I hit him up. I hit him up on one of the seller shows. I'm like, Lou, look, I mean, do these shows count? Can I like, you know, like count these so that like, I don't pull a goose egg for 2020. He goes, oh yeah, yeah, they count. And I'm like, all right, okay. Lou says they count. They count. I didn't get a goose egg. In fact, in fact, I got 49 shows, which is more times than I've ever seen him in a single year. So, you know, it's like like COVID kind of had an upside if you want to look at it that way. (laughs) Kind of did. It, it, it has its silver lining that we all have to appreciate ah yes the clouds and the linings (laughs) yeah well i i know that the seller helped all of us get through covid the worst of it. oh yeah so now that things are changing and evolving and out in the future are you going to be going to more shows of keller's oh well uh the first show i got to see him well you saw me here in philly yeah that was the second show I did catch uh, 2021. The first one was down in Virginia Beach. And I love Virginia shows. 
and especially Virginia Beach shows. And I won't say why. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's Virginia awesome. Beach is definitely uh, a place I love to be. It, it, I, if you could do one show every year in Virginia Beach to just start off the year, just to get it rolling, get that ball rolling. Springtime, Virginia Beach. Uh, yep, I'll be there, K-Dub. Uh, it's a, it's nice. a six and a half, seven hour drive for me. Anytime you want to play there, I will be there. Nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, I almost went last year. I, well, didn't you say you were thinking about doing Floyd Fest? Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that. I think I'm going to do it for next year. I think I'm going to make sure I hit Floyd Fest next year because every year I watch it and he does. Yeah. I, I, I think this year, year, I think this year is going to be my year because yeah, like I've been good. pulling. I've been, yeah. Well, I've been pulling all this crazy overtime and everything. So I'm like saving up some money. And so I'm like thinking maybe this will be the year I get to take a break and do Floyd Fest. Nice. I, I don't I don't even exactly know when the dates are. It has to be somewhere near June because I know I know Peach Fest in 2019 was in June and someone I knew was doing Floyd Fest rather than doing Peach Fest. And it wasn't like it wasn't like it was the same weekend or anything, but it was like it, you know, how much how much time can you take away from work, you know, <laughs> and them not get upset, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a fine line. Yeah, that there. fine line between hey, I want to go to a festival and no, you need to work. <laughs> yeah i hear that so did you go to peach fest yes when the most recent one this past year uh 2019 was the last one. Oh no there was one this year well 2022 is coming up it hasn't happened yet it's not no, till june there was well maybe it's a different peach fest peach fest is um uh, talking about the one up in uh, pa like scranton scranton yeah yeah, yeah. i went to it was over the fourth of july so you weren't there <laughs> wait 2022 Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. This past uh, 4th of July. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, man. No, I didn't. do. I did. The last one I did was 2021, uh, 2019. Okay. Okay. I remember thinking about going to that one, but I didn't go to that one. I wasn't quite yet. It wasn't until COVID hit that I started venturing further outside of my comfort bubble. Mm -hmm. And now it's like I've popped that comfort bubble and I'll just go wherever now. <laughs> but like I used to keep a four hour limit and Scranton was like right on the edge of it because I'm I'm in like central PA. So I'm west of Harrisburg. Oh, like Harrisburg. Yeah. Yeah. A little west. <laughs> See, I know a PA. Yeah. <laughs> So, sometimes when you live there <laughs> so i would go like grant was about my cutoff then i just couldn't i couldn't hype myself up to do it but i did it this year so it was pretty awesome well if you ever get it well if he, i should say if he, if he ever does it again uh going all the way out to pittsburgh to see k-dub at mr smalls where he recorded okay. that you know the dvd mm -hmm. i've yes. seen him out there i saw him out there that was that was awesome because that was a uh, oh geez the bass, I can't remember the bass player's name. Anyway, it was, uh, it was, it, it, he's, he's an older gentleman and, and I'll, I'll get, I'll get his name. It'll eventually pop into my head, but the old guy that finds the files in my head, he's getting older and slower. <laughs> So, uh, like, Gotta you know, it's some. like, yeah, it's it's like it's it's on the tip of my tongue, but it's like, yeah, I'll, it'll be a while before I get he get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, we'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was great to see that particular show because he had uh, health issues, and like less than a year later, he had passed, and oh. so it was great to actually see that performance with him and Keller that one last time, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty epic. So I wonder if there are other shows that we've been to because I was at uh smalls was that 2018 when he was there so maybe we were at that together i bet you mm -hmm. we were at a show together no 18 was probably i was probably there before 18 uh all right anyway 
but <laughs> I bet you yeah, there, there were, there's gotta be shows. But now, now that I know that, you know, you're, I've got a fellow PA person here we'll yes. sure that we coordinate. Well, and, and you, it's, it's weird considering myself a PA person because it's like, I was born in New England, you know, and for the long, and, and I still, I still feel that my heart belongs to New England, but yeah. I've I've lived in PA now longer than I ever lived in Connecticut and Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I have to accept that. Yes, <laughs> I, too, am now a Pennsylvania boy. You have to own up to it. At some point. I know. Fess <laughs> up. Fess up. Face it. It's just going to keep chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's not a bad thing, though. PA is awesome. Ah, yeah i mean the the funny thing is is like most of my really good friends that i know from pa or have in pa none of us are from pa (laughs) we're all transplants so many people love pa they come to it oh yeah that's it talking here yes Maybe not, but I've noticed Keller. He just announced a bunch of shows for the spring and summer, and it's like there's a, quite a handful in PA. He's going to be in Harrisburg. Um, he's going to that what is it picnic bear festival? Or something? Oh yeah, I saw that. You yeah, you posted that. Yeah. Well, you made a comment about his post about that. I saw that one. Yeah, because I'm like, oh my god, that's like just barely over an hour away from me. Like that's between me and Harrisburg. I'm like, that's awesome. So, <laughs> I was very show number two. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see a PA show, I'm like, well, that means I have to go now. He's in my. Oh show. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> my, my cutoff is usually about like, dep- again, depending on work and what I'm doing, my cutoff is about six hours. You know? yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to see him do well. He, I know he is doing something up, in the Connecticut area in mm-hmm. September, he's talking about that crazy camping trip. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. seriously, I'm seriously considering that as a, oh, as a possibility. To. You have to, it's going to be because, a huge group of dwellers there. Huge. Well, it's, it's, it's just the idea that like, you know, I've got, you know, family up there and stuff like my brother and my nieces and, you know, other yeah. cousins and stuff. So it's like, you know, it might not be bad to get back up to New England and say hello. Exactly. It's perfect for you. Yeah, I don't know anybody up there besides dwellers. And I've I've never been to New England. So it'd be a fun adventure. For it's me. beautiful. <laughs> it's I mean, it's the best place in the world. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> okay, I'm biased. Besides PA. You know, okay, again, like I said, I'm biased. You can't take my opinion. <laughs> That's valid. I'll allow it. All right, sir. So before we stray too far from the cellar, ah. do you have a favorite cellar moment? Gee, that's that's a tough one because there, there, well, there there'd be a couple, which would be well, I would I would say the the couple of times that people who I don't consider cellar dwellers, you know, they're not hardcore. I mean, they're fans. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I don't. But but they, you know, they have jobs and they have responsibilities and they they don't spend their time in the cellar because they got to get up and go to work in the morning yeah. as opposed to me which which i've got to do too but i don't care i'm just gonna do it anyway they have a life um, beyond keller and we're just yeah of, of, is there is there such a thing i guess i don't know i would say i would say probably the couple of times that my dear friend like popped up in the cellar and it's like Aww. 
Yeah, and I and when I saw I saw that name, and it's like again, it's like a lot. Of, like I go by my own name, my own name, and it's like I don't hide. It's like my anonymity doesn't matter. It's like I want you to know I'm a Keller fan, but a lot of people, you know, go by pseudonyms and Miss Gogo, <laughs> and uh, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's like so that's fine. But you know, it's but it's so much fun when I see somebody pop up that I don't expect to see there, and it's just like, wait, I know that name. I know who that is. <laughs> In in real life, I would never call that person or refer to that person by that name because I know their real name. And so I would just, you know, if it was if we were in person, it would be just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. But yeah. now that we're, you know, in the cellar, I've got to respect your anonymity or you're trying to maintain your anonymity. And so I will refer to you as that silly name because, you know, that's where you're going with that. You got to respect that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think you should. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I I bet that was really cool to like recognize someone from like yeah. Well, the, well, the other the the other fun thing was too was running into people in Vegas <laughs> that I met in the cell. Aww. They were they were just like because we had met at uh, it was called the Gathering of the Hippies mm-hmm. and uh, it was a Haley Jane thing, not a Keller thing. But uh, they had hooked up there and they'd been together ever since. And they lived out in Vegas and they were like, for whatever reason, like they, you know, they recognized me from that. And we were, <laughs> you know, like when you're at a show and you like walk the hallways before the band starts just to kind of see if you know anybody. I was like walking the hallways and they were just like, hey, hey, you're Earl. Aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> and that's it, not that's not the first time that that's happened to me. It's like, wow. yeah, the, oh my, the, my my favorite moment with like people recognizing me from like the past was when my brother and I did a show where we were following String Cheese actually because he was with Rat Dog. That mm-hmm. was back in 07 and we ran into friends of mine who remembered me from 87 Dead Tour. And they oh were just God. like, yeah, we were, we were, he, my brother and I were headed to the bar and like some dude goes, Hey, Hey you. And I'm like, you know, of course everybody turns around cause they know who, they don't have any idea who he's talking to, you know? <laughs> and it's like, so everybody turns around and then he points right at me and goes, you, yeah, you, you're Earl. Right. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, uh, yeah. And he goes, do you remember who we are? I'm like, yeah, you're Trevor, Trevor. And that's your girlfriend, Mimi. And you guys were driving that crazy ambulance all around the 87 dead tour he's like oh my god i can't believe you're like yeah i remember you (laughs) wow (laughs) my brother took a picture with us it's like but my brother was drinking at the time so the picture's really kind of wobbly and you know not too in focus oh my god that's funny and we we walked away from that he's like dude you're like famous i'm like no it's more like infamous (laughs) there you go i like that i like that oh my god that's funny Okay, so so we met in person. I had the pleasure of meeting you. Yes, we did. Woohoo! And I was quite impressed with your ensemble. If you ah, know. yes, my dapper dress. Yeah, so you had a top hat and you had like a blue... Like It's blue not just a top hat. Or... It's a dead man's topper. What's that mean? Ah, well, since you're from PA, you might be familiar with uh, a little rodent known as Punxsutawney Phil. Yes, I do. I know him. Yes, well, the men in tuxedos <laughs> who handle Punxsutawney Phil, they all wear a dead man's 
topper is. Now, Dead Man's topper only goes about five and a quarter inches. Now, there's different forms of top hats. There's a John Bull. There's a Lincoln. You know, there's like all these different sizes, lengths of top. I am a hat collector. Oh, wow. Yes. And the Dead Man's topper is actually one of my favorite styles because it's the lower one. And since I'm only 5'4", a ridiculously (laughs) high top hat on top of my head just looks ridiculous. I could, yeah, I bet so. (laughs) And I was wearing a William David piece that night known as the Blue Rose. It was beautiful. I know that much. Thank you. And it was soft, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was magical. It was so shiny i was i was thinking it would be kind of like stiff and not comfortable but it actually william david does a wonderful job of like making some really shiny fabrics look feel very soft you know impressive yeah that 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 whole thing with me wearing crazy outfits like really dressing up Mm -hmm. that all started in 2018 oh really yeah well that was after i met that certain someone in virginia Mm -hmm. beach Mm -hmm. and the notion came to me after we were like running into one another that people judge you by the company that you keep Mm -hmm. and so i thought to myself you know what anyone who should ever be seen in my company should not be thought less of because they're seen in my company And so I just always try to look my best when I do a show these days. Nice. So, so I mean, I, like I may not, I, I, I understand I may not be the best looking man in the room, but <laughs> hey, I can be the best dressed. Definitely. You definitely that just That just costs money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's pretty cool. Like, so, so you dress like that every time you go to a show? Every time. Well, okay. Within limits. If it's, you know, we're in August and we're in hot in August fest and down in Maryland and it's like 90 degrees. Yeah. I'm not wearing a three piece suit. Okay. Okay, Good. Good. You know, I go with more of a golf casual or well post post golf game hole 19 casual you know because it's like i'm not wearing i'm not wearing the izods or anything like that you know (laughs) okay so you said you met keller that one time was that the only time you met him first time i met him was at a meet and greet in virginia beach that show that where i met that certain someone and Uh a whole bunch of other people that time virginia beach has got really great memories for me i mean i've met so many wonderful people from virginia you know uh, yeah the the funk out of i think it was 2016 funk out number one uh and it was we were both vips few of us were vips and i met a bunch of people in the vip pit and i had a uh, a song request sign that i made up which wasn't really a song request sign it was more like my expressing my own feelings and then using his own words back at him uh, you know you know the song right here yes all together and it places home no matter where we roam let's just dance right all night i want to dance what i wrote on the sign was well here <laughs> oh, you, you can't, I, I forgot i forgot you can't see me 
what it says is like okay the, the the second part of that line is like but when we're all together any place is home so mm-hmm. what i put at the top of it was here from philly but when we're all together any place is home Aww. and i and i had it printed on both sides so when i held it up the people in the audience behind me you know those people who weren't fortunate enough to be in the vip pit <laughs> and then and then the people on stage could both read what i was telling him while i was holding that sign up that's really so cool i i liked it and then and then what i did was it went there naked with just the lettering on it and then i had well like i did with the cellar dweller sign that i brought it's like mm-hmm. i brought it through the crowd and i had everybody kind of autograph it you know Aww. oh that's really cool so that's why you still have it because people autographed it and it's special well i i i I will create something that will just add something to the event, you know, mm-hmm. like so that when you I mean, you don't want to do that for like an opening band or whatever, because you don't want to do anything that might create a scene that sort of overshadows the headliner because that's rude. You don't yeah. do that. And so uh, but if, if it's the headliner, it's like I like to do things to give somebody that extra to- that extra story to tell when they get home. You know, Aww. it's like. Yeah, like, oh, hey, you know, we were at this thing and we met this guy and he did this thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm that guy, you know, nice. mm-hmm. and uh, like there, there was one one event that I went to where uh, they were doing this thing called street brushing, where they were like brushing their teeth in the streets. And like it was. A, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it was a, <laughs> some, some other musician came up with it, but uh, they, okay. they were posting these videos of like the different band members, like brushing their teeth outside, you know, in, like hmm. in, in, in the street. And they, they played this venue called the river street jazz cafe. This is Haley Jane. And, okay. uh, and, and I was like, it's already got street in the name of the club. It's like, wouldn't it be awesome if like I found hundreds of individually wrapped toothbrushes and brought them to the event and we could all participate in a street brushing event. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I mean, you got to get them individually wrapped because I mean, who wants to stick something that isn't individually wrapped in their mouth? You know, exactly. Yeah, you got to so, be sanitary with it. Hygiene. It's not it's <laughs> not it's not oral hygiene. I believe in it's group oral hygiene. Wow. <laughs> so so we so what I did was I brought a whole bunch of toothbrushes to the thing and like basically talked to her about like, hey, can we do a street brushing thing at this show? And she was just like, OK, let's do it. And the three videos that she posted got so many hits and the video that she recorded that night got mm-hmm. five times more hits than all three of those combined. And her oh management my- her management group was like, oh, my God, way to step it up. And she goes, no, no. All the credit goes to Earl Fajan. He's the one that showed up with all the toothbrushes and handed them out to everybody. And I mean, you know, it's I, I just again, it's not it's not so much that I'm trying to like impose myself into the show. It's just I want everybody to walk away with that extra story to go, oh my god, this crazy thing happened, and I don't know how it happened. I don't know who made it happen, but it was just like this crazy thing happened. It was just so much fun, you know. Wow, that's awesome. That's such a great way to look at life. It's like. Like any kind of situation, you want to go in and you want to make it better for everyone. I well, it's it's it's, it's that. that whole idea of like, I, I mean, I think of myself as a merry prankster, but not as not in a way that I'm trying to create chaos or you know to disrupt anything. It's just I'm a prankster. It's just it's just fun. <laughs> it's like, you know, 
I mean, in the true sense of the word prankster, it's like, I'm not trying to create political upheaval. It's like, mm -hmm. I just want to create fun, you know, yeah. oh laughs, you know, a good story, something you can go home with and be like, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> wow. You've got some great stories like that. That, that. Wow. You could make a movie out of your life. Your life is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know. well, okay. Okay. You, you've met me. Yes. If we were to make a movie out of my life, Gogo, who would play me in your movie of my life? Say, hey, so you're, you're the one with the podcast. I mean, you're, you're the one who could do it, you know, if anyone could. I would, I would cast Bruce Willis. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, that's not, that's not bad. That's not bad because I mean I do right? I do sport the bald look sometimes you know and he can't get away from sporting it so <laughs> <laughs> I think it could work I think it could work and, and he's got he's got a pair on him too you know it's like <laughs> you know he's he's a funny guy mm -hmm. yep. See, I think I think that duality. I'd like to see him lose a little weight. Well, you know, not everybody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither am I. <laughs> But he could rock the blue suit like you did. He yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he could. I bet he and, could. And the the dead person hat, whatever it was. Dead I mean, man's topper. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I was close. You were very close. I think he would look pretty smashing in that. I think he could rock the Earl book. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. I love that. Oh my god. Alrighty, sir. So it's been just about an hour. So has it really? Really has, yeah. Wow, that went quick. It's so nice, huh? It's like it's so great to Wow. That was painless. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear it was, that. I was thinking, how long is this gonna go? And is this gonna be difficult for me? Or am I just gonna be able to like ram along like an idiot for an hour? No problem. Yep, exactly. And there we go. No. <laughs> so um, do you have any other Keller stories that you'd like to share before we go? Well, it's not so much a story. It was just kind of a, like, it shouldn't be surprising to me, but the, the idea that his daughter Ella is now 16, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's just, where does time go? You know, <laughs> it just evaporates. It just, poof. it does. I mean, it, I, I think it's wonderful that, you know, I mean, if you've ever been, you probably haven't, but if you've ever been to my YouTube channel, it's like usually most of the things I start with or most of the things that come from my YouTube channel that end up on my Facebook channel that I share, it starts off with, hello, kids, Uncle Earl here again, you know, because <laughs> that's 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 me, you know, and it's like I have nieces, you know, and it's like. I've got pictures of them where they're like, you know, barely as tall as my thighs, you know, and now they're running around teenagers getting ready to drive. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. It's absolutely yeah. terrifying to see it's, someone I mean, that you, you would like change their diapers and like you saw well, them learn how to eat. I, 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 ne I well, I, I never changed their diapers. Okay. The, okay. the most, the, the more amusing thing is that my brother who had those kids, I used to change his diapers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And now you're, yeah. Like, like it's, it's crazy that the change that you see people go through and how far you see other people go and like what they go through. And it's like, you don't see what you go through yourself. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> tunnel vision man it just it happens so fast mm -hmm. and like i said like the, the craziest thing was okay well it's not the, the craziest thing but the most recent crazy thing was <laughs> when somebody told me uh today they were like dude you know tomorrow's our last day before the holiday and i'm like 
what are you talking about? What <laughs> holiday? He's like, dude, Saturday's Christmas. And I've been working so many hours lately oh. that everything's just gone into a blur where I'm just like, I don't even know what day it is, what day of the month it is. And they were just like, Saturday's Christmas, dude. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Oh, shit. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, wow, how did that happen? How did we get there? It just flies right past you. It's crazy. But I feel like we kind of got to watch Ella grow up. You know, she's well, that yeah, I mean, it's been in so many albums as she, yeah, and 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 like, okay, (laughs) that that show five years ago where we (laughs) snuck backstage and uh, got our picture taken with Keller, which. I'm so glad that he was a good sport about it because he could have gotten arrested. <laughs> I was I was so worried that the yellow shirt bouncers were going to jump on us. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yellow shirt bouncers gathered in the corner. Oh my god, this place is getting warmer. You know, but it didn't it didn't get too warm, and we got out of there, and everything was fine. And uh, Emily took our picture, uh, but it was it was you know that was so nuts. And it's like, you know, when I remember thinking about that moment, I'm thinking, oh god, she's such a little girl and now it's like well yeah guess what five years went by and now she's a teenager she's 16 getting ready to drive it's like (laughs) yep in an instant just like that just like it's been fun go go or should i call you uh carrie no no don't do that that's that's just for work purposes only (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah yeah she doesn't live here this is i said no that mccory that's who i meant there you there you go yeah (laughs) (laughs) all righty sir thank you so much for joining me i really appreciated this This uh so is what can i tell anyone that i know where they might hear this someday is that possible yeah i can send you a link oh my god um yeah let me I can send you a link to my um, actual depository where my uh, my episodes are. Uh, yeah, because I know some of the friends I have here are just like, what? You're getting interviewed? You're doing what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I don't really know anything about it. And I don't know how it's going to work. And I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, I'm not a real big technology guy. It's like I know how to work the programs to uh, make my art come up at work and to do my stuff here. But, there you, you go. Know, all I needed if, was if it wasn't for my brother, I, I see if it wasn't for my, I, I want to say, I don't know if it was my brother, Keith, or it was my sister, Aline, who actually got me initially set up with social media. Oh. It's like one of them did it. And, you know, so here I am. All right. Well, I'm glad thanks, they did. Thanks to them. <laughs> yes. And I will email you a link to my podcast so you can share it. Um, I'm going to try to get this posted next Monday. So hopefully it'll be there and I'll send you a link whenever it's live. All right. Thank you, Gogo. All right. Well, you have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy and New Year, baby. I'll see you around the stage. Woohoo! Right. And if you don't see me at the stage, look for me by the soundboard. That's where Lou is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Keep an eye by Lou. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Good night. See ya. All right, guys. So for today's random Keller Jam, I found a strange little ditty trying to find stuff that nobody ever talks about. I found this weird one. Um, This is from Phil's Grill in, in 1995 from June 1st. It's called A Couple of Freaks Sitting on a Bench. And in parentheses in the title, it says with sunny rain teas. So I listened to it just to see what the sunny rain teas was. And I actually quite enjoyed this little song. I, it had There's no details on archive.org about where this song came from. 
it looks like he's played it again. Like he's played it a couple times. So it came from somewhere, but I have no knowledge about this song, but I wanted to share it with you guys. All right, guys, um, if you want to be on the show, please email me at gogomixsprinkles at gmail.com. Like I said, I'm going to start ramping up my interviews here. So if I ask you to participate and you don't want to do it, please just tell me so I stop nagging you. I don't want people feeling obligated to set up, you know, chat if you're not really comfortable doing it. So please let me know. So if you're excuse me, I'm going to go smoke some pot and scrub the gingerbread icing off of my dining room walls. <laughs> it's a crazy holiday. Right. Peace, love, and K-Dub.
Brand new song there called A Couple of Freaks Sitting on a Bench. Huh? <laughs> how, how does that go? 